0: Hey guys, it's Edo. Just wanted to, you know, talk to you real quick before the podcast started. So, it's been a while since I talked to you. It's been a minute. And I'm just so fucking happy that I'm back and I had the time. And now it's therapeutic as fuck to do this again. You already know that. I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in and listening. I hope you enjoy the podcast as much as I did. Tell your friends, tell your ugly ass fucking uncle and your grandma about this podcast, okay? Enjoy it. Bye bye. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Busty Buffalo podcast. It has been a minute since the last time I have had, I think, only one sponsor, right? I still have just one sponsor, and it's my good friend Elwo. And I <laughs> and I would still sponsor him, okay? So if you guys are aspiring music artists, or, you know, if you like to go and go to those studios and fiddle yourself, and or whatever, if you're a voice actor... Or something I don't know. If, if you're making banging ass music and you need some banging beats, banging beats. I mean, like samples taken from pornos, and it's it's called banging beats. You know, so you make beats out of the sound from porn. See, oh my god, is this anybody else? Like, did, I, did anybody else ever come up with that? Jesus Christ, I'm coin that shit. Somebody, uh, anyways. So if you need some decent beats to rap on or whatever, okay. Hit up my boy O, alright? E-L-W-O-A. You can find him on Instagram. Uh, go to my Instagram and search him up. He's there. Okay. And we're queer as fuck. Okay, that's the only person that I want to uh Yeah, that's the only sponsor I have for today. Um, so yeah, make sure to go check him out on Instagram. Make sure to go like his shit, go to his SoundCloud, check out his stuff because seriously, it's good beats. Plus, if you make content, if you're making videos or twitching or anything. Uh, having non-copyrighted music is always great. Pay the guy five bucks for a fucking beat or whatever. Just loop that shit. Or I don't even know. It's great stuff. And I recommend it to practically anybody in this whole fucking world. So, yeah. That is one first. The, the first and only uh, sponsor for today. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say welcome back. Okay? It has been a fucking while. And I know you guys maybe have missed me. Maybe you wanna kill me. Maybe you wanna stab me for hey I don't why the fuck didn't you do your goddamn podcast in so damn long? Why didn't you put out anything, man? Why didn't you why didn't you just fucking grind out every single day? Make some fucking videos. I'll tell you what, man. At, at Busty Buffalo, I'm all about transparency. Okay? And when it comes to businesses. What I've learned, especially in in school, you know, to gain your employees' trust. Uh, See, what I go to school for, I go to school for shit that teaches me about how stupid employees are, you know? So that's pretty good. Uh, It teaches me that I can actually manipulate people's brains a decent bit, which is kind of fucked up. But that's how managers get into, you know, their positions. They learn how to treat other employees, how to treat their subordinates without them uh, losing, uh, lacking loyalty, lacking faith in the company, uh, having, giving them enough autonomy, like self-choice, being able to do whatever they want or give them that, you know, illusion that they have that free choice. I learned that shit in school, but either way, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, man, I just, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm like getting, I'm getting, uh, I'm also getting, you know, healthy from sickness it's not bovid it's not bovid it's uh i just had a common cold and my throat was scratchy and my nose was stuffy either way i forget what was on how did I even get onto that topic so yeah man i just why didn't I, I i listen man this whole time during this whole pandemic i lost my job so at the time i was i don't know what the fuck i was even doing really i didn't know if i was uh still gonna be making videos or I'm like, fuck man, I don't know where my money's at. You know, I had a steady, decent income coming in and I lost my job because of it. I was unemployed for a while, trying to get unemployment. Like, you know, like everybody else, everybody got like fucking 15 grand in, in, in unemployment. Like that could have been me. But instead, um, I worked under the table for like a fucking year for this Indian dude at a motel. So, I was under the impression that I was getting taxed, but still given cash because I just didn't want to check. You know, I didn't want to fucking check at all. I didn't know if that's even possible. I'm pretty sure that's possible. But yeah. I just, you know, they sent me something saying, oh, what was this? This income you didn't report. And I was like, never mind. <laughs> like just completely disregard the fact that I I even applied for unemployment. So then I was on this job searching, you know, fucking binge where I was just trying to find a good job. And it's hard as fuck, especially in my area when it's like, you're so limited, you know? And I don't know if you guys live in a small town or whatnot. If you, if you just have that kind of, you know, uh, if you're in that kind of environment, you kind of understand where I'm coming from. It's during the whole pandemic, it was a fucking bitch to find a good job. It was either like essential workers Work at McDonald's, you piece of fucking garbage. Or you can go, I don't know, work like over the phone at home doing customer service or some bullshit. And I was like, man, I don't even know if I can fucking remotely even try that shit. I had a great job. If you guys remember, I was still working at the spa when, you know, when all that shit happened. And it was a great fucking job. I was making like 300 bucks a week. I mean, just working on a fucking spa, making extra uh, money on the side from tips. I was the, out of eight employees there, I was the only fucking guy. For some reason, they wanted to hire me. I don't know. I think maybe it was just my personality a little bit. Or maybe they just needed a change of scenery or change of uh, employment. Because, I mean, all the girls there were absolute cunts. I I mean, I'll be honest with you. Except a few that were actually, like, really nice. But a lot of them were just snarky as shit. (laughs) Like, like imagine being a... Now I kind of feel how a girl feels when, like, there's a whole team of, like, men, like, salesmen. And a girl just comes in and it's like, oh, hey, guys, what's up? You know, I completely understand where the fuck the lady was coming from at that point. Because, Jesus fucking Christ. Either way, I had that job. And it was great. And I'm pretty sure my boss, like, my ex-boss tried to even you know, invite me back to work at the spa, but it was too late. I already have a fucking job now. I'm a window and door salesman. Well, I guess I, uh, I'd say that differently. I'm an ambassador. So I go out and I go to different events and I bother people. I pester them hard as shit. I look at them straight in the face. I'm like, Hey man, how old are your windows? Huh? How old are them doors? Um, And for now it's doing the gig, you know, it's, it's the gig and it'll, it'll do, it'll do for now. You know, that's just how I always was, man. Like maybe not. I was trying to claim unemployment, (laughs) like a fucking dirty hobo bitch, but I was trying to claim unemployment because I don't know. I just couldn't find a fucking job, but eventually I just had to turn to like an actual fucking job. Like I really needed to go and get a good job. And it's and it's good now, you know? Uh, I just realized how hard it is to work during a pandemic. Like, I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. Unless you have, like, your own gig, like, where you're just at home. I know a lot of people. I had a friend who was working for a corporation, and he just sat, in, you know, at his home, just clocked in every morning, would wake up, open his fucking laptop. That's kind of, like, amazing, you know? Pretty fucking dope. And not to mention you don't have to like wake up early as shit. You can literally just wake up in bed, have the coffee maker ready for you. Cause I'm pretty sure you can preset coffee like makers where they can just start making coffee at a specific time for you. Like that's pretty fucking dope, but I don't know. That's such a nice gig. And I don't know, man. I, I, the one thing I was trying not to focus on, I was like, listen, I can make like content, but like dog, I need money. Like, let's be realistic here. Everyone's got to fucking eat, you know? And now, you know, I'm, I'm back on my, I feel more secure, if that makes any sense for you guys. There's, when it comes to money, dude, security is a big thing. When you want to, when you go out with friends, man, you know, you want to be able to fucking get what you want. You want to be able to eat what you want. You go to fucking Buffalo Wild Wings on a BOGO Thursday, all right? And you get yourself 10 fucking wings. That means you get 20. You want to be able to be like, yeah, I'm going to fucking get this. I'm going to eat it. And that's it. Cause you have that kind of security, man. You have that, you have that, you know, feeling like, Oh, I I can spend what I want and I don't have to fucking check my bank account. See, that's like my life. Like that's, I never, the thing is guys, if you know me really well, like if you're my, if you're a friend of mine, you know, I don't come from a rich fucking background at all. Okay. I, and during this time, you know, my mom lost her job as well. She had to do, like, surgery on her fucking, on her wrist. She had carpal tunnel surgery. Like, it's been a rough fucking year so far. And I'm sure it's been rougher for a lot of people, too. Okay? But I'm not looking for sympathy, guys. I'm just looking for, you know, an understanding. You know, that's all I ask, you know? And then, I don't know, man. It's been a rough fucking year. But staying positive is the best you can fucking do, man. Like, (sighs) I don't know. I, I, I never expected to fucking live through a pandemic. I, I never thought you guys woke up one day and you were like, well, fuck, everything is shut down. We are going through a pandemic and you can't do anything about it, right? You kind of just have to accept it and, and let it, you know, be a thing and you live your day just fucking, oh, yeah. the whole world is fucking shut down right now, dude. Fuck it. Right. It's super weird honestly like the weirdest shit ever and I just don't think (laughs) I just don't think people that are you know my kind of I'd say I'm lower middle class we used to be broke as fuck man we went I'll tell a good story when first time I came to America also wait before I start any story I hope you guys fuck with this for the you know listeners at home if you guys aren't watching this on YouTube uh this is my boy John Wayne I have him hanging up on my wall it's a, it's a framed picture of John Wayne. And I don't, everyone asks me, well, well, you know, why do you fucking have a picture of John Wayne? It's because John Wayne was a cinematographer. Cine- How do you say that word? Cinematography? C- cinematography? He was a legend when it first came to cinematography back in the Dizzy. And he also made music as well. Look up John Wayne. If you don't know, if you don't know John Wayne, I don't, you're a fucking stupid, goddamn terrorist. I'll fucking tell you that all right, god damn, and, uh, <laughs> <coughs> cancer, and, um, yeah, so I just have this hang up uh, picture of John Wayne hanging up, it's just, it's a nice memorabilia that I like to have right there, even while I stream and shit, and on Twitch, you know, oh, if you guys, uh, want to watch me stream games, I stream games, like, you know, every other day or something on Twitch, I'll have that shit in my bio, but, just look me up, look daddy up, just look up Ed O'Doulos, you'll see me, sonny, but yeah, I have this uh, picture framed up right here with John Wayne, I got it out of Goodwill for two fucking dollars, and I'll never, I'll never fucking sell this thing, I'm gonna bring this with me to everywhere, everywhere I go, if I, once I move to the west coast, I'm gonna put this in my goddamn suitcase, I don't give a shit, I don't give a goddamn shit, boy, and yeah, but either way, what the fuck was I even saying? (laughs) i forget the fuck what i was gonna say this is why man like i need to have like a notebook in front of me so i can write down like what i'm talking about but um oh yeah i was i was about to tell you a story man like when i first came to america or my family first came to america it was in 2001 not a good year not a good month not a good day and i'll tell you why i came to america i was supposed to come to america on september 11th 2001 and my flight was to New York from uh from Frankfurt, Germany. And my mom was telling me the story and my dad was telling me the story. They always like tell me it's my dad tells me something else. My mom tells me like other little details. But my dad was saying we were in the airport and our flight just kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And we had the flight at like 12 or one o'clock or some shit, you know, just six-hour time difference. So, imagine when the p- planes hit, it was like, what, 8 o'clock? 9 o'clock in the morning or some shit? I'm pretty sure it was. Unless, uh... Actually, let me check and just see. i will never fucking Googled this in my life. What time did... What time did 9-11 happen? Is that like, uh... <laughs> is that like a, uh... Timeline, uh... Oh, yeah. So it hit at like eight o'clock in the morning, and our flight was around like my dad was telling me it was like around three or four. All right. And it was getting late because then it kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. It'd be like, oh, one hour delay. And then it's like, oh, it's there's another one hour delay. And all of a sudden, it just fucking we got a canceled flight. And my dad's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, we're I, this is like, you know. And the thing is, when you have a flight like that ready for you, we had to take refuge. So that's like one of the only ways you could really, well, there's other ways you can get into America and it's probably harder now, but back in the day we were, we were refugees, man. Like our house, our house was destroyed because of the war, the the Yugoslavian war and we had nowhere else to fucking go. Like it was, we go back to Germany or we try to live life here, and even though the economy is destroyed, even though our whole fucking neighborhood is, like, absolutely demolished. There was a mosque in my village that... I don't know, man. If if you have, like, 200 people living in a village, that's, like, fucking Borat kind of shit. Like, that's Kazakhstan. Very that nice, you know? Entry, please. Um, but you have 100, 200 people living in a village and they all come together and they're like, yeah, dude, let's build this beautiful mosque. And I know most of you, maybe you're not religious, maybe you're an atheist, maybe you're a Christian, maybe you're Jewish. it Jew, if, you're, if you are, you know, Jewish or whatever, you understand when people come together in a community and they're like, hey, let's build this temple. Just whoever wants to use it. You know, even if you aren't religious, this is something that's like a staple of people's rights. This is something that, you know, if you, if you, if you're have the materials and you have the actual effort to build this thing, it's beautiful because then you, everyone comes together and like, let's fucking make this thing. It's going to be amazing when it's done. We're going to fucking feel great when it's done and people are going to be able to use it and feel safe. And if you know anything about the Yugoslavian war, you understand that a huge amount, like an absolute, like it was a huge amount of mosques were either torn down, fucking shot at, exploded. And ours was too, you know? And that just goes to show you, like, the kind of fucking miserable shit that happened, you know? And that's just on a small scale, too, man. Like, it's not like, oh, it was in, you know, Sarajevo, the capital of Bosnia. I mean, Sarajevo got destroyed. Uh, there's still, like, big-ass gashes, mortar mortar and bullet holes insides of buildings that are now like you know vacant obviously but they should just tear that shit down i think they just keep it up those buildings up there just to be like this is what happened kind of kind of gig you know what i mean and i don't know like you you really see how fucked it really was (laughs) like you really see how fucked it was but on a smaller scale shit like that happened so we just didn't have anything man when you when we came back to germ we came back from germany I went to Bosnia and we realized dude there's nothing here. There's just nothing. So we had to get papers. We first uh we first signed up for a refuge in for Canada and America and my cousins did the same thing. Um my cousin anel and Sunel <laughs> or Alan and Sunel. Really good guys. You know, uh I haven't talked to him forever, but they first, their family first signed up for Canada. Or no, they signed up for Canada and America, and we did the same thing. America hit us up first, and then Canada hit up my cousins. So, they went one way, they went to a great country. (laughs) I'm just playing. America's fucking great. We're just, it's, we're fucked. And then we went to America. Okay? And, uh... (laughs) I don't know, man. Uh, do I regret coming to America? I mean, it was never my decision, but there's times where, you know, I think like, oh, you know, what happened? Wh-? Hold on. I gotta blow my nose real quick, folks. I'm sorry. I hope you guys at home enjoyed that one. <laughs> I just tossed my napkins on the floor. Uh, don't you love it when you Don't you love it when you blow your nose? If you're, if you're, if you have like a nice ass stash, I mean, I don't have a nice stash. It's kind of just like kind of a little gross, but when you blow your nose and your mucus goes in your stash, I feel like that, I feel like that helps it out. You know, maybe it's like lubricant or like mustache oil in a way, you know what I'm saying? I could be completely wrong, but I, I, that's how I look at it because it makes me feel better, but mucus just goes right in your fucking mustache and you kind of have to deal with it. But, um, I also need to shave. I look like a homeless fucking gypsy anyways. So we came to America. We were supposed to come on nine 11 2001. And that's a fact, dude. My brother tells me this story that we were on our way already. Like the plane took flight and we fucking turn around And I don't know who to believe. My fucking mom says like, no, that that didn't ever fucking happen. My brother, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. But I'm pretty sure we were at the airport and shit was just getting delayed and we had to go back, you know? And then they were like, yeah, no flights to America. And then on the news at the airports, everything started popping up on the TVs. Everyone started seeing like what the fuck was going on. We started seeing that the... You know, towers were getting a hit. I don't remember that as a kid at all. Like, I really fucking don't. Um, I remember small things like shitting my pants and stuff like that. Like, because obviously it's very traumatic. <laughs> it's obviously super traumatic. Shit in your pants here. I mean, come on, man. How many fucking times have you shat your pants in life? You know what I mean? I've shat my pants at least five or six times. Just... And I'm open about it. Why? Because I if you if you're I swear to god, if you tell me I have never shat myself, or I or like, oh maybe if I sharded. If you sharded, okay, that's fine. But if you have you ever shat yourself, okay? So one day oh, this is a great story. I'm just throwing out stories here. I'll get back to the nine eleven story. So it's a great story. <laughs> Believe me, it's fucking great, I guess. I mean, there's this one there's just one time when I was a little kid, and I still remember drastic I, I still remember like vividly how I shat my fucking pants. Okay, so I was a little boy in Bosnia in this in this remote village that would never ever be seen, you know, in your eyes if you were you know I don't think it would ever get gain publicity unless I went there like fucking bore at myself and I was like we're going to America. I don't know. Fucking, I feel like that would the only, that'd be the only way where <laughs> I can put my old village on the map, I guess. People are always like, yo, I'm going to put our town on the map, son. I'm going to put my... <laughs> I don't know. Either way, uh, let me get to the story because I, I keep going in different directions. So when I was a kid... Everybody used to play at this old school. It was the only school in the in like a 30-mile radius of my village. And it's like so far away from my home that you have to just bike there, right? And it's not like, oh, you can take a bus. The fucking privilege Americans have. Oh, I don't like taking the bus. Oh, I don't like going, waking up in the morning and getting free public transportation. And it's so fucking awful, you know? You know you know where white privilege started when when all your white friends, they would be able to get a ride from their fucking parents in the morning, right? and and then us and I when I mean us I mean poor, fucking gross, poor kids. <laughs> so when you all of us we'd have to take the bus and then all of a sudden we see fucking Richard getting dropped off in his fucking in his mom's Hyundai Hyundai sonata realistically it was like a mercedes or some shit i don't know uh, you know i mean we're all getting out of the fucking bus all sweaty and gross just also how are kids allowed on buses now like during the pandemic you know how fucking gross buses are either way i'm getting sidetracked here man but the privilege that people fucking have of taking a bus to school do you just appreciate yourself i don't know if I don't know if any other fucking underage kids are still in school or listening to this. If you're a high schooler, I don't know what my fucking demographic is yet. (laughs) I think it's like degenerate pieces of shit like me. I just throw that kind of energy out there. (laughs) But, um... (coughs) (coughs) Catch it. Yeah, so you really have to appreciate that you actually have fucking public transportation. I had to ride this rusty ass bike to school majority of the time. And it was like this small bike. I was like four years old, you know? And back then you know, people didn't learn how to ride a bike until they were eight, eight years old. You, we had nothing growing up. I had nothing but a bike. I had like some rusty ass bike. My dad put together in like our wood shop or some shit from like old pieces. And I was happy as fuck. It still Uh or still worked and I could ride it. And one day we're playing, at the school playing soccer because what else are you European kids are going to fucking play? Hey man, let's play some football. Hey man. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but we're all played soccer and I kept getting this feeling like my stomach was just brewing up something gross. I, I mean, you just have that inherent sixth sense or that tingly feeling in your butthole. I mean, I'm sure I'm assuming majority of you just know what I'm talking about. Like you doing, you don't even have to go, you know, like to the bathroom to feel that you can like be standing. You're like, I feel my asshole clenching. I feel like my intestines are gurgling with whatever the fuck nuclear waste is. In, nuclear? And I said nuclear. Like I'm fucking George. But Bo- nuclear waste. Uh-huh. I'm uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, was that a good Bill Clinton uh, uh, impersonation? uh uh-huh. I'm sick, so I can't fucking do impersonations right now. My voice just sounds. I never fuck. Bitch. I never fuck. I can't do it. I'm just not gonna do. Oh, that was just so fucking bad. Anyways, so I feel this nuclear waste bubbling inside my fucking stomach. It's almost just like I can't. I can't. There's some memories, dude, that you have, and it's like physical memories—how you feel, how shit tasted. I, I I still remember the smell of the air while I was there. I, I still remember how fucking crisp it was, and how at the time, I don't know what fucking could have been spring, maybe And spring in Bosnia is beautiful. It's just crisp air. There's no, And you go to my village, dude, there's no pollution. The closest pollution you have for my village is like the fucking 1990s Mercedes driving around, you know, fucking gas guzzling cars. That's the closest thing you'll have to pollution in my, in my village. And I just remember like just sitting there Like, standing there, I was like, oh, fuck. I I just know what's going to happen. I am literally, if I were to walk back to my my house, 45-minute walk. 35-minute walk. Like, you got to understand, dude, it is far as fucking balls. Like, you know how far this place is. And on my bike, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm just going to pedal home real quick. And I'm rushing home, rushing home. And you know when you're trying to, like, bike faster? And you like stand up almost on on the pegs and you're not on the pegs on the whatever. And you're fucking pushing it harder and harder to go faster. At that point I couldn't, I couldn't even stand up on my fucking pedals. I had to sit down and I was like, dude, I'm about to shit my pants. So then I got off, I got off the bike and I was just clenching my goddamn little asshole. Just the whole way home, the whole way home, holding my, holding my fucking, my, my bicycle, uh, my handlebars, and I'm just clenching, just walking. So that 35-minute walk that I was talking about turned into, like, 50 minutes because you you just can't go fast, you know? Finally, after a treacherous walk... (laughs) After a a treacherous walk through the mountainous mountainous area in this mountainous region, I get to my front gate. And at my front gate, to this day, we still have the same, like, setup on how to open up our gate... And it's like a little latch. It's like super European. Like if you guys, I mean, if you're European as well, you just might, it's a common, you know, gate for your house. It's not like a door or just an open, in America, I thought that was so fucking weird. Like the, the sidewalk leading to your house, you don't have a gate to your, to the entry of your sidewalk. You kind of just walk on in, you know what I mean? The thing is, the reason why we had that is because we could hear when people would like show up for some reason people just in in small villages they're so tight-nitched just very close people that they can just show up to your house with no warning with no hey man I'm gonna see you in like 10 minutes all right I'm gonna come over and I got some shit for you all right it's like hey thanks for thanks for the heads up usually you just hear the gate open we're like the fuck who's here and you like look at you look down look down like our little you know walkway path and it's like some fucking you know some random dude. But that's why we had the gate. Not not because, oh, it's stylistic. It's because, dude, you can hear when people are coming. Like, you can hear when people are open the gate or unlatch the gate. And then they open it. And you can hear when people are coming. Super convenient. Super smart. In, and plus, it just looks nice. It just makes your fucking entry, like, look pretty decent. But I wish I had, like, man, I would, I'd love to show you guys pictures of it. But I get to my gate and the latch is like imagine two doors like two metal gates if uh they were swinging open almost like those old those old old wild west like you know movies when like you just go into the bar and you push that wooden door like open and it, and like it swings back right that's basically how it was but it, they were connected into the ground so they didn't swing like they were just they were connected in that latch and I went up to my, I went up to my front, you know, entrance door and I went up to pull the latch up. Like there's this thing that comes down to lock the doors together. As a kid, you got to remember, I'm fucking reaching up here, trying to unhook it. And I got to shit my pants so fucking bad. I'm like, I'm so close. Like I'm just right there. I'm right fucking there at the entrance. And I went to go unlatch it and I took all my strength. And when I popped it up, shat my pants. Just utter shittery all over the goddamn place. And as soon as that happened, I just, I remember even crying because I was embarrassed. (laughs) It's, it's so weird how you can remember some things from when you were a kid. (coughs) Like that was one thing that I remember where, I, I don't know, man, I just, for the rest of my life, I'll remember that shit. And there's other things I remember like doing acid for the first time running from like a park ranger in the woods and shit. Like, you know, that kind of, that, that kind of gig and that, that kind of deal. But, um, I don't know. What was I even saying? Yeah. So I, slow down here, buddy. (laughs) So I I unlatched the door and I shot my pants all over the place. Now, I still remember what the fuck happened afterwards. I started crying. I just walked up my fucking, my, my walkway, my walk path or pathway. Oh my fucking God, man. English is so hard sometimes. <laughs> uh, and I remember walking up my path, you know, up to my door and just, I can feel this baggage in my fucking pants. And my mom just smelled it. Like she was just like, oh, get the fuck out of like, First I walked in to like get in. This is what's nice about, some European homes, man, like America needs to fucking take notes, dude. So before you even enter the home, you enter into this little hut. So imagine your front door and imagine an extension on your front door, like a little hut where you can keep your clothes. There's like a, a wardrobe from like the lions, well, which with the line and which in a wardrobe, right? The big ass one. Right. And it creaks open when you open it. It's like, you know, that's how you know, you're in like a fucking 1700s uh medieval village still, right? And that little thing where you can just put your shoes, you can leave your shoes there cuz you ain't walking in my house with the fucking shoes on, you better believe my motherfucker you think like, I'm I have the same fucking culture as the Japanese. You enter in my house, you enter in my house with shoes on on my carpet, you best believe. You best believe I'm going to grab my fucking sword above my fucking LG 55 inch TV I'm gonna take it down I'm gonna open it up like right you you enter into my fucking home you're like Edo what are you doing open up my fucking sword and not only do I do all the all that cool fucking trickery with my sword and then I slice your fucking gut dude right there just a tiny bit like a little like a little slit and to be like, you never walk into my house with the shoes on. Get out. Right? That's the kind of energy I have, right? And the majority of other Europeans, if you walk in a house, if if you're in Europe and you walk in a house with your dirty fucking gross ass shoes, you will be robbed. And you might get mugged in a house. You ever get you ever have you ever been mugged in a house? Have you ever <laughs> I felt the need to rhyme there. Have you ever been mugged in the house and seen a mouse and ever seen a woman wearing a blouse? I mean, goodness gracious. If you did that, dude, I'm pretty sure you would just get mugged. If you walked up in my house with shoes on, you best believe I'm going to be whipping out my penis. I'm going to be making you touch it. All right. And I'm not even gay. All right. So if a guy walked in with fucking shoes on in my house, I'd make him, I'd make him suck me out of the, out of the pure principle of, of fucking just power, you know, it's almost like, you i gonna blow my nose again real quick, hold on folks, excuse me, oh my fucking god, dude, get all that snot out of my mustache, but speaking of, uh, speaking of power and doing weird ritualistic shit, that gay thing I just mentioned just reminded me of a uh, bohemian, uh, the bohemian, bohem- bo- the, the bohemian grove. Let me finish my story though, before I move on to that, you know, here, uh, busty Buffalo, we don't talk about, you know, topics. We talk about just random shit. Okay. Uh, so I still remember before I even entered my home, we, like I told you, there's that little, the little, little shed that it, it's an extension on your front door and i that's honestly the best shit if i ever were to make a uh you know a house in america if i were to like make my you know buy my own land buy materials and make my own house i would make that as an extension because unless the township had some weird like regulations where are like oh you can't do that oh, i'd fucking i'd shit my pants at the at the goddamn township uh building and just fucking leave anyway but there, I go in there and my mom's like, don't even fucking get it. Get out. I can fucking smell you. Like, why do you smell like shit? Like, why the fuck do you smell like shit? And she smells me and I'm crying. She already knows, you know, right there. I still remember getting completely naked. She's like any, all the, and we had this like dumpster, almost like a hobo dumpster, you know, like those dumpsters or not dump, uh, dumpsters, uh, a fucking trash can, <laughs> a metal trash can. But you know, like the, the, you know, the ones homeless dudes have that they just fucking build fires in. You know, that's what I had. And she just literally threw my whole fucking, all my clothes in there. And they're like, get the fucking house. And I was in, I was just, I had this, I'm assuming I had some like poopy ass ass cheeks. I'm assuming that's what happens when you shit your pants The shit just spreads all over the place. And then you just look like a, a dirty little homeless kid, like a little gypsy boy walking around. Either way, I still remember to this day that I shit my pants and that was like, one of my earliest memories and then one of the other earliest memories I have is just walking up my pathway to my mom when I was like three or some shit when I was able to walk. I was able to walk when I was like two and a half, three years old, man. I'm a fucking legend, dude. And then. What else? When, when What else? Memory. Uh, I remember when I first came to America, my uncle bought me a uh, a toy plane like at the airport. And I still remember like having it. I I don't know where the fuck it is now. I I still remember like holding it and being like, "Wow, this is fucking dope." Like me and my brother got like a plane. I'm pretty sure, but that's when we arrived in uh, New York, like a week after the whole 9/11 thing. That was pretty crazy, though. I and the thing is, man, if you if you know me, I come from a Muslim background. That didn't help me at all when I first came to America, and people are like. Oh, you're from Bosnia. Oh, that's pretty cool. Like, I remember when I was in elementary school and we used to have those scholastic book fairs. You know what I'm talking about? I know you guys know what I'm fucking talking about. The ones where you take like 10 bucks to and you buy some dumbass fucking book that you never even read. Or I bought like cool science experiment stuff from from the scholastic book fair. I bought some shit where you can make like electricity from a potato. Either way, I was a fucking nerd. I was a loser foreign little pussy bitch. Okay, but... I remember going to the Scholastic Book Fair, and I'm like, and I used to go to the library every single day. And Mrs. Martz would always be like, Oh, hi, Edvin. It's nice to see you. And she she thought I was like some scholarly child. Dude, I was in ESL classes, English as a second language classes. I didn't even know how to read yet. I I was still learning how to fucking read, like English. And I was like, just having such a hard time. (laughs) And. <clears throat> right now like my accent is gone English is great well my grammar is kind of dookie but still though pretty fucking decent for what I've got so far um, but I remember you know she would be like hey Edvin so what are you, are you coming in at the same time tomorrow and um, I was like oh no I, I, I'm not, not tomorrow like I have, a, um, I have a I have a family holiday you know, and she's like, oh, what, what is it? And if you're, if you're, you know, know a decent amount about, you know, Islam, you know, understand Eid is a very popular, uh, it's not a very popular. It is a popular um, holiday. It's basically like the Christmas for Muslims, like, and they have it twice a year. There's no other big holiday, really. Like it's, that's really it. I know Christians have like, what else they have like lent then there's like easter you got christmas what other bullshit do you guys celebrate um same like us just bullshit celebrations man either way i remember i her, her, like yeah i have a family holiday she's like oh like what is it and i told her oh it's 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 eid you know and she's like what's that i'm like well i'm muslim so it's like our you know our little celebration i could tell in her face she was like oh and like ever since i can still remember just being like okay she's I don't I don't know what else she's, she's if she said like, "Oh, that's interesting." She just said, "Oh." And just like, "Stop talking." I remember that shit. Because as a kid, you remember you 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 still have that sense where like, "Oh, that was weird." Like, "Oh, that was kind of like odd. I don't know why she acted that way," you know? So, <laughs> you remember that kind of shit as a kid. I still remember just having to deal with fucking people, man. It didn't help that I was, I grew up Muslim and I was like, as a kid, I was like super proud of it because you're taught to be proud of it, right? Like if you're a Christian, I could be like, Oh, I don't know. I'm kind of Christian. You're like, "Ah, I grew up Christian. Um, don't really practice it, but you know, that's my, that's my background. Even if I was like, Oh, I'm Muslim. I don't really practice it. That's just how I grew up. I still got bullied for it. I still got made fun of it for it. I still got shitted on for being Muslim and got called terrorist plenty of times imagine being white and being called a terrorist back 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 before white people were joining uh ISIS and shit right ISIS has been sending me emails for fucking years dude i'm like their prime suspect for you know joining ISIS <laughs> i say that as a joke all the time but nobody like thinks it's funny i think it's fucking hilarious I always say, like, what's up with white guys wanting to be, you know, terrorists? Like, what's up with white guys wanting to be Muslim terrorists? You know, like, I I, you know, I always got emails growing up from some weird accounts from ISIS or some shit. I, no one ever thinks it's funny. Maybe I, if I worked out the words out a little bit, you know, fixed up the punchline. Either way, I don't know, man. That That was, like, one fucking struggle I had just growing up as well. I mean, like, it's not really a struggle. It's just everyone goes through some shit. I can tell stories about how I was bullied. Man, made me into the person that I am today. Made me into the self-deprecating douche that I am today. But um, I don't even know how I got stemmed off from that from that topic there, buddy, old pal. Um, yeah, there's just a, a few memories like that that I have as a as a child, dude, and not that great, dude. Okay, not that fucking great. I to this day I still remember being bullied. I, the thing is, man, bullying is kind of just like, it is frowned upon, but I think it is a huge positive. I think when it's, you know, done in, in, a, uh, in a good way, not in a, there's, no, there's no good way in bullying, but when it's done in, in the right manner, let's say you're just being teased once throughout the day, right? I mean, I was, as a kid, I had anxiety before I go to school, I would dread going to school, because I had this fear that I would either get teased, I'd get picked on, or whatever, I, whatever the fuck it could have been, I don't know, uh, I never got, you know, like, hurt, maybe sometimes I'd get pushed and shit, I almost got pushed down the stairs, shit was fucking crazy, dude, and, um, some dumb, just some dumb shit, man, like, and, and the thing is, I, as I grew up, those kids that bullied me would try to, like, try to talk to me, and I treated them like absolute shit. I would just be so mean to them. I remember I had a class with this kid, Hunter, who bullied me growing up, and he used to, like, try to talk to our group, and I would be like, yo, why the fuck you hang around me, bro? Like, get the fuck out of here. You know? I'm not that type of guy to be like, oh, let's forget about the past. No, dude. You bullied me. Made my fucking childhood kind of shit. Now I'm gonna make your adulthood really shit, because that's just how it should be. Alright? There's repercussions to that but what I'm saying when bullying is done in like the right manner dude I thought it helped me out it made me more you know I don't know maybe it structured my my view on people it structured how my uh my fucking mom is calling me Jesus Christ um it made me it made me change my view on how I looked at people you know especially kids that were just absolute fucking douchebags I don't know but I think I'm going to close out this uh, podcast here, guys. It's been about, you know, 45 minutes here. I just wanted to do a little, just a, just a nice hello, right? Just I wanted to say hi to you just to see how are you doing? How am I doing? How are you doing? Like I said, guys, it's been a while, but I'm trying to do this more often. Probably like do it in, you know, early in the mornings on Fridays, every Friday or every Monday when I have the chance, because I don't know, it's I can fucking do it, guys. Plus, I hope you like this little setup for now. Um, It's going to be 1080p, but it doesn't really look like 1080p to me. It's just off like a regular HD webcam that I'm filming right now. But uh, I hope the mic sounds good. I'm pretty sure it does sound good. Or at least it should sound good. Because, I don't know, I, I was testing it out like a million times before I started recording just to make sure that everything is okay. All right and it works. All right. So what to expect these next upcoming weeks, expect some more videos. I want to do reaction videos. I want to do gameplays because I have, dude, I have a whole brand new PC right now. I also stream. So if you guys, you know, are on Twitch, check me out. I stream like, you know, every other fucking day, sometimes, uh, like at night, I play COD. I could play like scary games or whatever. I started playing Blair Witch, but I feel like I could also <clears throat> I could also put that on YouTube if I wanted to. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Yeah, I don't know. I just hope you guys you know weren't concerned. I get. I don't think you'd be fucking concerned about me. Everyone's got everyone's got their own lives. You know what I mean. But I hope you guys are doing well. I hope. You know, this pandemic hasn't, you know, affected you guys, you know, really badly. Uh, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you have all the luck in the world. Okay. Because at this point we all need the luck. Okay. It's just not been so lucky (laughs) the whole election. I I didn't want to bring up the election because I know you guys are just fucking tired of it. I think it was good. I'm not huge into political stuff. I really am not. But I'm really into being a humanist. I'm really into being, you know, just caring for other people. And having my boy Joe Biden in the office, I think it could either go two ways. It could either go awful for us or it could be great. The guy said he wants to, you know, uh, pay for my student debt, man. He wants to pay for 50 grand in my student debt. I have like 18 grand in, stu- in student loans. He'd pay off my fucking loans. I'd be in debt to Joe Biden if he did that to me. I'm just saying, I think this was a good reset for people. Dude, if we had to board up uh, restaurants and stores with, you know, wooden shit, we had to board up the windows. What does that say about the election, man? Like, what the hell does I even like remotely say? Like, what the fuck could have happened? You know what I mean? Either way, I hope things are good for you guys. I hope everything is, you know, working out really well. And I don't know. I, I'm just gonna, you know, end this today. So, see you guys later. Make sure to check out Elwo. And, uh, stay gay. Stay gay as fuck. I love you. <laughs> hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. It was a fucking fun-ass time. And here's another clip from my boy Elwo. It, this, these are just one of his beats, man. Okay, so enjoy the song. Have a good day. Love you.